the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. On the NASDAQ at S-A-L-M. Good. KDOW. Welcome. In another day, another dollar. October 16, 2012. Bickham Pandit resigns as city group CEO. That's easy for me to say. Long story short, there is not a long story short here. We don't know the story. This is big for some reason. Probably because it smells like it was too fast. It He wasn't the world's greatest CEO in any way, shape, or form. Michael Corbett, the veteran CEO of the Middle East, Europe, and Africa, is going to take over as new CEO. He's a graduate of Harvard. Worked at the old Solomon Brothers. Pretty major surprise employees at the city. The reasons for Panit's resignation, unknown. And it happened 24 hours or less where he was on the website yesterday. He's not today. Back in August, there was a session planning event that was well underway. Court was a strong candidate, but not imminent. Does this smell of some sort of LIBOR scandal? It kind of does. And again, Wall Street tends to shoot first, ask questions later. Pandit was in general a pretty controversial CEO from the start, former FDIC chair Sheila Bear was outspoken in her criticism of him as a leader in her book, Bull by the Horns, basically saying he was a hedge fund guy who took over as an investment banker and really never was an investment banker. You know, this year's city's shareholders voted against Pandit's compensation package. That's not a good sign that you're doing the best job possible. He pulled in over $250 million in compensation while CEO of the company. So it's good to be him, right? But this is kind of weird because, again, it's it's fast. I don't want to spend all day talking about it because I will bore you if I do. But there's probably another story here. Elsewhere out there, Yahoo, Intel, IBM, they're all players today because tonight they're going to kick off earnings season in the world of technology. Yahoo hired a high-ranking Google executive as its COO. IBM and Intel report numbers tonight. October builder sentiment. The National Association of Home Builders, also known as NAB. The Wells Fargo Housing Market Index is out. Builder confidence in the United States edged a little higher. Housing continues to do its thing. Social Security benefits for Yee 
of the silver hair. Americans who receive Social Security can expect about a 1.7% increase in their monthly checks next year, based on the latest report on consumer inflation. That amounts to an extra $18.75 in each check. Woo! And or about $1,130 a month. That's what you can expect when you retire. Welcome to old age. Here's some Viagra. Don't forget to take your blood thinning medicine. Here's a check for $1,100. The CPI rose by 1.7% in the 12 months through September. The higher level of benefits meant to keep up with inflation is going to kick in on January 1. Last year, Social Security benefit recipients got a 3.6% increase based on spiking gasoline and food costs. Prices tapered off. Cost of living tapered off. Some other big stories out there today. Coca-Cola, it adds life. Said their third quarter profit increased by 4%. Pretty damn good number. Coca-Cola said its year ago figure reflected adjustments for pension benefit accounting. They've been able to crack the calculus for growth in, in the environment. They had a damn good Brazil. Damn good Russia quarter. United States pretty good. Goldman Sachs had a big old fat profit. Compensation was high, but profit was high as well. Revenue, $8.35 billion. It's good. Minus this whole Citigroup shocker. Shocker. The banks have had a pretty good quarter so far. Cross my fingers. Like, I don't want to, like, jinx it. Analysts at Bernstein this morning are upgrading Sprint Nextel to market perform from underperform. Company agreed to uh, sell a majority stake of itself to SoftBank. Big old cash flow imminent bankruptcy risk minimal. Sprint Nextel can now focus on its next tech upgrade which is a good thing for them. Mattel, maker of Barbie dolls, the anatomically incorrect Barbie doll. Mattel said third quarter profit rose 22% on sales, up 4%. How did that happen? They said uh, unfavorable change in currency rates of three percentage points. Pleased with performance in the quarter, so says the CEO. United Health in the news today. I know you're saying this is a big chock full of news day. I just like using the word chock full. Because you don't get to use that phrase ology often in your life. United Health Group raised its 2012 profit forecast. They hit earnings of a buck thirty-one a share. Company generated 8% revenue growth, $27.3 billion. Results were again well-balanced across their business groups. Goldman Sachs, Johnson Johnson, Tell United Health, all the big luminaries today reporting earnings. I love earnings season. It comes four times a year. It's almost as good as beer. Not quite, but pretty damn close. So earnings season is time to tell the truth, and I like the time to tell the truth.
We're also in debate season, which, good God, it bores me. It bores me. Priceline's a stock to watch today. CEO Jeffrey Boyd, he's assuming the additional role of chairman as of January 1, which to you and me means not much. Bankrate.com, they're cutting its full-year revenue outlook. They're predicting current quarter results shy of expectations. News Corp is in the news today. They're holding its annual shareholder meeting. Uh, Big pension funds, CalPERS and CalSTRS. Trying to remove CEO Rupert Murdoch from the chairman's role. Yahoo named Google executive Ulrich DeCastro as its COO. He had been with Google's partner business solutions group. CBS, uh, President and CEO Leslie Moonves signed a new five-year contract remaining in the job. You know, he's like married to Julie Chen. Like, I don't have a problem with... Okay, I kind of have a problem with a guy with a hotter wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like 75. He might as well be 99 years old dating a 30-year-old woman. Okay, she's probably not 30, and he's probably not 99, but I don't know. There's something about that whole CEO, and she's an anchor on the station, on, on the network. Like, I, I don't like it. In news that I do like, Starbucks is beginning to sell its new Verissimo coffee brewer today. Coffee chain is trying to grab a share of a market of AM 1220. Burton, and I'm proud to be. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. Presidential debates going on, political season, fiscal cliff, all pretty well known to me. Let's take a look at uh, market numbers. I don't know. We got oil, $91 a barrel. Not much of a story there. Dow up 105, NASDAQ up 17. S&P 500 up nine. Let's welcome in CFP, Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, let's talk about leaving large sums of money to children. Typically not a good idea in the movies that we see. How is it in real life? Well, before people that are listening just tune out because they don't think they're wealthy and they don't think they're going to leave a lot of money to their kids if they pass away, Think about it. You have a lot of times your employer has two times your salary and life insurance. Okay. If you listen to us, you get at least ten times your income in term life insurance plus a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars per kid for college. So if you passed away, your net worth is actually a lot higher than you think. And if you don't really do anything about it, you know, when your kids are eighteen they could get the money. So that can ruin kids because an 18-year-old thinks a million dollars is a lot. A 65-year-old realizes that they need two or three million in order to maintain their lifestyle in retirement. And so they can lose all of their motivation for work, their motivation to start a business, and it can really ruin kids. So you have to be careful. You have to have a you know, longer-term plan for that. The way to explain that is, I don't know if you saw that ESPN special, Broke. It's 30 for 30, and basically the whole thing is like people make hundreds of millions of dollars in their careers in their, eight, in their teens and 20s, 
and they, they lose it all because as a teenager, you get a lump sum of money, you blow it. And athletes, let's face it, they're not exactly college educated more often than not, so therefore they don't know what to do with large sums of money. So why would your 18-year-old kid know what to do with it? That's the way I think about it. Yeah, and and the, the whole idea of it, too, is you want them to come up with their own ideas, their own ways to earn money. I mean, look at Bill Gates. He's not leaving his kids a lot of money, right? He wants them to go out on their own and figure it out. I think they'll be pretty well taken care of, though. There's probably some accounts that will still go to them, right? <laughs> They're not going to be, how shall we say, begging for food in their life. Right. You know, And again, maybe he still has his 401k left at Microsoft, right? Sure. And it could still name his kids as contingent beneficiaries. And you have to think about that because part of doing an estate planning, estate plan when you have children is you have that. It's not just the will and the trust. You have a health care directive. You have a power of attorney in case one of you gets injured or can't you know, deal with your own paperwork or your accounts, but you also have certain items that go into trust for the kids. Okay. And if you kids directly on life insurance or uh, IRA accounts or 401k accounts, those assets don't go through your probatable estate. They pass direct. So a lot of times when you create an estate plan, you say, how, how are my kids going to get money? Are my kids good with money or not? Right. If not, they need to be held in trust. And if the IRA or the 401k is going to be going through that trust, it has to have very specific language that you need to get from the attorney. Usually your spouse is the primary beneficiary, and if you have young children that you want to leave the money in trust, there's specific ways to do the language on the contingent beneficiary. And you have to pay attention to that, and you have to have an up-to-date estate planning document because in order to hold that IRA in trust, that trust has to have specific see-through language so that when the IRA or the 401k goes to them, it doesn't just get blown up with taxes. It can be deferred over the child's lifetime as well. You are so unromantic. Mm, that's true. Like, what you basically just said is, in a trust, if you leave money to your kids, make sure it goes only to your kids and not their wife, who's a gold digger, who's going to take it from them. That's, that's, that's right, especially in a community property state. But it's I mean, love. It's, it's love. the but world needs now is love. love, sweet love. And you're basically saying, I want my kids to get all my money, but not the gold digging wives. That's right. That's right. You know, it's funny if you bring that kind of stuff up. Is yeah. If if you are going into a second marriage relationship, a lot of attorneys say before you start even cohabitating, especially if you have children from a previous marriage and you're trying to protect assets for those kids, um, you need a prenuptial agreement, not even just when you get married, before marriage, but before cohabitation. I love that phrase, cohabitation. You mean knocking yeah. boots? <laughs> I mean getting milk for free? What are you talking about? In the same place and knocking boots, I guess there that would be... Go. Cohabitation. Otherwise, it's just visitation. Okay, let's go back to one more concept, and we can be very, very loose in this phrase, because you, you brought this up. You said your insurer typically has two times your income in insurance if you die? Hopefully, yeah. Is that common? Um, one to two times salary for the larger companies is pretty common. Okay. But, you know, I want to encourage younger people to not – a lot of times you can buy up to five times salary – I want to encourage younger people to not buy the extra insurance through their employer. Usually they can get a much better deal when they're younger and healthy by buying a 20-year term life insurance policy on their own. Okay. And also that way, if they change jobs, they don't have to redo everything. The policy is owned by them. Perfect. CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Oh, I'm yawning this morning. Yep, we got another cylinder out there as well. A123 Systems, company that should never have come public. 
They make the rechargeable lithium-ion batteries. For those of you uh, in the hybrid world, you might know who they are. This is going to turn into a cylinder-style football in the sense that they received $249 million in grants from the U.S. Department of Energy. And now the battery company has warned that it's about to default on several loans, i.e. bankruptcy. They've sold strategic assets to Johnson Controls for $125 million. They've confirmed that it's filed Chapter 11. It's, you know, there's companies that should not have come public, and this is one of them. What they did by coming public is allowed some people to get wealthy, and they allowed some insiders to cash out, and, well, I guess they allowed some fools to lose their money. Might be one way of looking at it. I'm very discouraged when I see stories like this, in large part because I know that my reputation in the world of money takes a hit when you see companies like A123 that's never come public come public. Tonight we get a company that's publicly traded that I dig, Intel. The question is, are they turning the corner? First part of the year, they dominated because they sold a lot of semiconductors to businesses. Back half the year, people have panicked out of the stock in large part because we're buying more tablets than desktops. We're buying more smartphones than notebooks. No one, I can't find one person who's excited about Windows 8. No one is excited about Windows 8. You're listening to me, Rob Black. On Rob Black and Your Money, you can find me. My Twitter handle is at Rob Black Show. At Rob Black Show. My YouTube channel, at Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. We'll take a break here. Here's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. Feel a little bit better. The San Francisco Gigantes won a fun game last night, right? Maybe or maybe not. A player was injured. We'll know more if the story develops. But at least you're not the Yankees no matter what happens. Basically stuck with Alex Rodriguez. Five more years, $115 million left on his contract. <laughs> it's funny. Uh. If he falls off the end of the earth next year, they're still stuck owing a lot of money. That's the end game. His 647 career home runs are tops amongst active players. He only had 18 home runs this season. He's batting 130 with nine strikeouts in the postseason. He's a 37-year-old Third baseman, he's struggling at the plate. He's struggling so hard that his manager, Joe Girardi, of the New York Yankees, pinch hit for him twice in late inning situations so far. In 2007, he excised a clause in his contract that allowed him to become a free agent. Even though New York general manager Brian Cashman at the time said the Yankees wouldn't resign the slugger if he avoided the agreement, they resigned him. $275 million over 10 years. An agreement that includes bonus payments for milestone home runs leading up to Barry Bonds' record of 762. 
like Bonds, who was convicted of obstructing a federal investigation and steroid use, he doesn't have much left. There's not a lot in the tank there anymore when you're no longer taking steroids. He's been linked to the drug use. He says he used banned performance, enhancing substance, substance while he was with the Rangers. It's going to be tough to trade him. The Yankees would have to agree to subsidize at least $20 million a year of the player's contract for another team. Trade him to like pay $20 million for him to be on another team. That's funny. I don't know. Does that make you feel better? Whether you're Babe Ruth or Alex Rodriguez, your value is always in the rear view mirror. The team's job is to move on. Should they cut them? Should they not? Curtis Granderson. He had 43 home runs during the regular season. He's hit 115 in the postseason. Robinson Cano, who hit 313 during the regular season, is about a hit in his last 26 bats. Derek Jeter, where's your ankle? Blown up, sir. So, there you go. I'm not writing the obituary of the New York Yankees. Because what's the point of that? But uh makes you feel a little bit better, eh? Eh? Uh, what else do we have to talk about? United Healthcare raising forecast, sign that medical spending not going to increase. Johnson Johnson's third quarter profit beat analyst expectations. How about this one? South Africa's $40 billion water gap threatens their economy. I know you're saying, is there an investment here? Uh-huh. The water infrastructure is about 60 years old, and the lifespan of a surface canal is about 40 years. There's a lot of breakages in the canal system. Breakages means interruption of supplies, a lot of damage to their crops. Water infrastructure requires investment of about $76 billion over the next decade in Africa's biggest economy, South Africa. That's double the available funding, leaving a gap of about $30 billion. There's a lot of supply disruptions, higher bills, more regulation. In a country that gets less rain due to their famed Deserts, right? So water is a major dilemma in large parts of the world. I hate rice. Rice is one of those foods that consumes an enormous amount of water to create, something that creates very little calories. Leaking pipes and efficient irrigation is an investment story. You know, as a government, you have spending priorities. Is it power plants or is it water? Power projects count for about 61% of the infrastructure projects. Farming uses about 60% of South Africa's water. Water scarcity is a real, real threat. So 
Go Google faux, PHL. Go Google water ETFs, water mutual funds. Do you want to go with the companies that clean the water? Do you want to go with the companies that deliver the water? Do you want to go to the companies that bottle it and sell it? You know, South Africa, will they be the next Zimbabwe? I don't want to get into that conversation. Girl dies after kissing grandfather sick with E. coli. How's that for a headline, right? In May 2009, Abby Finstmaker visited her grandfather at a Cleveland Rehabilitation Center where he was being cared for because of an E. coli infection. He'd eaten tainted beef about three weeks earlier. little soft kiss on the cheek. Enough to kill the granddaughter. Somehow it transferred E. coli from the 72-year-old to the granddaughter. E. coli can be spread by touching an ill person who hasn't washed properly. Food poisoning can be contagious. No one knows that. Huh. I don't know. You have watery bowel movements. That's a sign of E. coli? Like, who would know? So, I throw that out at you. Just another story amongst the stories in the world. Great New York Times headline today. And this is a fantastic one. Basically, people are ashamed to use Blackberries. People are totally embarrassed to use a research motion Blackberry phone in front of other people. Once the envy of geeks everywhere, the Blackberry's been overtaken by the Apple iPhone and by Android phones. Telling someone you have a Blackberry is basically like saying you drive a Yugo. I'm ashamed of it, said one Los Angeles sales representative, who said she had stopped pulling out her Blackberry at cocktail parties and conferences. I would be too. I think you should carry around an iPad even if it doesn't work. You should put it up to your head like it's an iPhone. Even though it's not an iPhone, you should pretend that it is. Go buy an old iPad and use that. So BlackBerry and Research Motion, Research Motion is going to launch a new BlackBerry this January. And I say, who the hell cares? Because if you have a BlackBerry, you're... You're ashamed of it. You gotta love that story, right? Are you with me or against me? Love it. I hate cancer. I know you're saying that's a bold statement. Cancer once was a death sentence. Now people are recovering from it. There's commercials, which I don't quite understand. There's a Boston Red Sox pitcher throwing the ball underhand to a kid with cancer. Stand up to cancer. It's a MasterCard commercial that ends with the phrase, priceless. Beating cancer, priceless. The one positive on cancer is you get to lose weight. 
But then there's a lot of negatives that come with it. There's a lot of biotech companies that are coming up or trying to come up with cures for cancer. Geron or Geron or Geron. They've got a phase two clinical trial for breast cancer treatment. Company announced in early September the trial was going badly and it's going to be discontinued. Stock loses half its value in one afternoon. It is brutal trying to invest in cancer. You know, if you're a small company suddenly get a you know billions of dollars in sales, woo! That's a great story. There's a company called Medivation, ticker symbol MDVN. It's a San Francisco company. It's working on prostate cancer cures. Year goes at seventeen dollars. Now it's at $53. Where will it go from here? Some people see $65. There's another one called Spectrum Pharmaceuticals. They've got the most advanced product chain. It's got three drugs on the market. It's Levin Pipeline, drugs that treat lung and bladder cancers. I'm not saying we can beat cancer yet, but we can certainly delay it. Seattle Genetics, Indocyte, very late-stage cancer treatments that rely on small cell technology that hone in on cancer cells, much like smart bombs track terrorists. Could these be the next big ones to make a big move? They're losing a lot of money. Biotech is a good trend. Individual biotechs is tough to figure out. You're listening to me, Rob Black. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. The big headline today is that Citigroup names a new CEO as Vikram Pandit is stepping down. That's big because we don't really know what happened. I know you're saying ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we'd have, Right. Is there going to be something tied towards LIBOR here? Is it just the fact that the stock was down 85-plus percent during his tenure, and yet he made over $240 million? We get a big debate tonight. Mitt Romney versus Barack Obama. North Face seems to be becoming a clear favorite of the Republican presidential ticket. I'm not sure if you noticed this, but I mean, Paul Ryan seem to be wearing the recognizable jackets because they're outdoorsy. They sell for $150, $170 each. You know, these are expensive jackets. So North Face started in Berkeley in the late 1960s. It was kind of a hippie brand back then. So it it's kind of awkward. You know, it had two stores at one point in time in Berkeley. Back then, the store sold camping equipment made by other companies. Now they are the camping equipment predominant player. It's considered a wonderful product, but interesting that presidential candidates are like trying to say, I'm the outdoorsy guy. No, no, no. I'm the outdoorsy guy. That's what I like to tell chicks. I'm the outdoorsy guy. Oh, by the way, I was running yesterday. 
For the record, my weight loss now is starting to just trouble me. Like, I'm thinking I might have cancer. It's really starting to freak me out a little bit. So I was running yesterday. I go by a construction site, and I see, I don't know what's up with this, but probably one of the best-looking men on the planet. Construction guy. He probably looks at me and goes, uh, Wall Street banker type. He's a good-looking guy while he's running, but I'm the outdoorsy guy. He did look good. Like, something about working in construction keeps you fit. Or, I mean, yeah, that Harrison Ford, I'm pushing 50, good-looking guy thing. What's up with that, right? So some other big stories out in the news today. A lot of earnings, lots and lots of earnings. It's earnings season. It's really getting underway right about now. Coca-Cola, Johnson, Johnson United Health Group. The only big laggard on all Wall Street today on the Dow Jones Industrial Average is Coca-Cola. Goldman Sachs has added an independent director to its board. Bridgepoint Education, a company you've probably never heard of, says it's the subject of a Justice Department investigation and compensation of its admissions personnel. I'm not a big for-profit college angle. You have a kid, you want him to go to a UC school? UC Santa Cruz, you now needed a weighted 3.8 to get into UC Santa Cruz. Like, good God, things have changed, right? So most California parents are now starting to look, say, i got to send my kid to a out-of-state school. Because out-of-state charges more money than Take more more students. Yahoo named Google executive Enrique de Castro. I trust no one with the name Enrique. Enrique? Sure. Enrique? No. So he had run Google's partner business solutions. CBS extended the contract of Leslie Moonves. New five-year deal. Starbucks selling their new Verismo coffee maker. CVS Caremark. They're going to pay $5.25 million to settle a drug pricing case with the Department of Justice. Investigators have alleged that CVS subsidiary gave false information about generic drug pricing between 2007 and 2008. The allegations took place before CVS acquired uh, Prescription America, RX America, through its takeover long drugstores. I've recently been in a CVS, and I can tell you with all honesty, I think it's the Witness Relocation Program of America. The employees there. They are some of the they they make they make the US post office look fast, right? Fabulous, fabulous scene in third episode of Dexter this season. Standing in line at a post office getting ready to mail something. And uh, out of nowhere out of nowhere. Uh, the U.S. Postal Service person puts up a gone-to-lunch sign. He's been waiting. He just grabs a box opener and cuts her neck. It's like, I think we all had that urge. Not the urge to kill, but the urge to grab a box cutter and slice someone's neck. Just in a nice way, right? So that was fun to see. I don't know what to think of... uh, Dexter this season. I'm starting to lose my flavor for things. 
I know you're saying you are not losing your, your taste in red meat. I kind of am. News Corp CEO Rupert Murdoch faces renewed calls from shareholders to step down. Oil is pricing as if the world is in a recession. Other big stories of note, consumer price index up six-tenths of a percent. Expectations were for up five-tenths of a percent. That's not terrible. The housing market index came in better than expected. Capacity utilization in line with expectations. September industrial production up, but not great. Stocks have shown little change to the economic data that's out there, but they've been kind of moving higher. Citigroup higher, Goldman Sachs slightly lower. So far, we've had a lot of good earnings, pretty solid earnings from financial companies. You're listening to me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and Your Money. It's on the Wall Street Business Network. You can find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. Twitter, my handle is at Rob Black Show or Ampersand Rob Black Show. My email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. My phone number, 800-516-1220, 800-516-1220. My YouTube, Rob Black Show. Take a break here. Be right back on the Wall Street Business Network. Rob Black and your money. Over the years, find it on iTunes or at robblack.com or face potential fines. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. We have one of those... Upside bias days. It's kind of nice to see Citigroup CEO Vikram Pandert, President COO John Haven, stepping down effective immediately. New CEO at Citigroup. It begs the question, what's going bad there, even though we've recently seen a pretty good quarter? I think people just don't think that he was the right CEO. He had an awful tenure, seen the stock down 80-plus percent during his time there, where others in the financial industry, some only had 5% losses during the same period of time. Goldman Sachs, Johnson Johnson, Tell, United Health, all exceeded expectations. Coca-Cola in line, Debbie Debbie Granger, missed by nine pennies. Microchip, Diebel, WD-40, all issued earnings warnings. I use WD-40 everywhere. I've got some in the bedroom, too much information. I've got some in the car, my tool chest. I know you're saying, you have a tool chest? I do. Because I'm a man's man. I can do construction. I can do banking. What else do you need to know about me? Eh? I know you're saying, what's that even mean? Consumer price index, pretty neutral, pretty tame today. September industrial production, up slightly. Housing market index uh, for October, registered a reading of 41. That's up from the prior month, reading of 40. Slightly worse than the expectations of 42. But again, housing seems to be doing its part for our economy. Autos seem to be doing its part for our economy. Like, that's pretty nice, right? Spain's considering taking a line of credit to oblige the ECB as far as conditions to conduct bond buying. Germany is open to precautionary credit for Spain. Poor Germany. They're doing everything right, and, like, we're going, damn, Germans holding everything up. Like... They're the people who are doing the right things, and yet we're kind of grilling them. Get something done. Get something done. Hmm. New high for the NASDAQ this morning. Dow and SP haven't confirmed their moves. Microsoft concerns. 
Speak English, black. Microsoft has confirmed some new Surface details. I know, I know, I know. Horrible name for a product, right? Their tablets could be called the Surface. Surface with Windows will initially be available in three SKUs, a 32-gigabit version, $499, a 32-gigabit version bundled with a black touch cover, $599, a 64-gigabit version bundled with a black touch cover, $699. You can purchase the Microsoft Surface October 26. Can you feel the enthusiasm that's just not there? Bank of America, Merrill Lynch added at Sirius XM Radio to their uh, something list. It's called the U.S. One List. Could be the worst name of a list ever. Apple extends its highs of the day. Stocks pulled back. Is it a buying opportunity, selling situation? It's been spiking on volume today. Some people think that hedge fund managers are pushing the stock down by saying, yeah, it looks like they're going to miss their earnings next week. Yeah, you know, where's this iPad mini? It may not be coming. Uh, Victor panned out at Citigroup. Pay is considered one of the big issues. That's kind of interesting to note. In large part, the man made over $240 million dollars. Like, that's an amount of money that I can't even fathom. I do well in life, and and Lord knows the financial gods have been good to me. But can you fathom $240 million, like, as compensation? You know, I jokingly say, you know, you should tie your kid's right hand behind his back so he learns how to throw left-handed. Make him a lefty. Should probably take him to those bouncy houses and get his like, uh, you know, his body all misshapen and freakish by the time he's four or five. It's probably too late to start after that. But uh, moms, teach your kids how to be CEOs, right? Start pre-kindergarten with some uh, economics classes and some accounting. Buy them a nice calculator. Or if you want to be kind of, how shall we say, uh, retro, maybe a abacus. Caribou Coffee is being mentioned this morning. Starbucks comes out with a brand new coffee making machine today. I think there's more excitement about a coffee making machine than there is about Windows and the Surface tablet. A123 Systems reaches agreement to sell automotive businesses to Johnson Controls. A123 has been gone bankrupt. That's crazy. This is one of those, you know, hybrid battery technology. And you know what it comes down to? And this is what something people just don't grasp with me. I'm mean and I'm cruel. Yes, we know. But I'm honest to a fault. It's something that just I find tragic. Um, something that I find tragic is that some of these companies are like R&D for General Motors, Johnson Controls, Caterpillar, Ford. I don't think we need some of these technologies to be publicly traded because all they did was raise money. They did a lot of research and development, and they're selling their assets in bankruptcy. I didn't own shares of it. No skin off my back. But I have to imagine some of you out there are like, 
I bet there's going to sell a lot of hybrid cars in the future. I'm buying stock in this one. I'm getting in on the rocket early. <laughs> the rocket. Oh, I'll say something in my bedroom. I know, that doesn't even make sense. So don't try to figure. Sometimes I just say things for, it sounds kind of funny. For instance, <laughs> I was at a party this weekend, and someone said to me, what's that smell? It smells like corn or something like that. I was like, ah, it's probably me. Anytime anyone says, what's that smell? The punchline or the joke to me is, it's probably me. Excuse me. I think I have the whooping cough. I know you're saying, I don't even think whooping cough exists anymore. I think it does. Oh, the things we could talk about. Domino's pizza, solid quarter. Will it get better? See, here's a company I don't know if they need to be publicly traded. Domino's pizza. Biggest cost of a pizza, do you know what it is? It's yellow gold. It's also known as cheese. So one analyst today said uh, their quarter didn't exactly match expectations of the high end, but the negative on the company was that the domestic unit declined slightly, but the firm is expecting this to be overshadowed by the first year-over-year gain in domestic supply chain, accelerated buybacks. To me, they're a play on low debt and accelerated buybacks. Domino's Pizza publicly traded ticker symbol DPZ. I know you're saying, fascinating. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Okay, so one analyst is changing his price target on Sears Satellite Radio to 250 to 270 What was interesting is, you know, Mel Carmazan highlighted the ample upside from the current 13% estimated household penetration for satellite radio. Something about the Xbox music service, though, came in. They don't see it as an immediate threat to Sirius XM. Sirius's hybrid satellite IP approach retains cited advantages. You're listening to me, Roberto Negro, on the Wall Street Business Network. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. The Walking Dead Season 3 premiere opened to 10.9 million viewers. It's the biggest telecast for any drama series in basic cable history. That blew away Season 2 premiere of 7.3 million viewers. People love zombies. If I could invest in zombies, I'd invest in zombies. Invest in what you know. There's a carriage dispute between DISH and AMZ taking nearly 14 million households out of the equation. That's impressive. And AMZ live-streamed the show from its site last night for fans from DISH subscribers. Tell you again, this story is amazing. The Walking Dead is a story about how basic network television eyeballs are changing. We're willing to pay for TV, and we're willing to watch it on our computers. I know you're saying, wasn't the Hatfield and McCoy's stronger rated? Okay, kind of was, but that wasn't a series. That was kind of a, an event show, whatever. So, the future of television 
is a lot more mobile than what we're willing to think it is. 10.9 million eyeballs. And you want to know what happens at the end of the season? Rick loses his hand. <laughs> Whoops. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, and that baby's not going to make it. Just throwing it out there for you. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. And, of course, I'm kidding about all that. How could I possibly know what happens, even though there's been 10 volumes of the comic book out now, i.e. 10 seasons? SP 500 up 11, NASDAQ up 21, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 118. Joining me now, CFP, Chad Burton, talking a little college planning. College is expensive. It's getting more expensive every year. What's your thoughts on this topic, Mr. Burton? Well, I think you and I both agree that, number one, you always have to save for yourself first. Sure. Right? Um, that means you've got to make sure you're on track for retirement because your kid could always get student loans or work their way through college, um, and you can help out later with your higher cash flow, but you've got to get that money stocked away now so you can have years and years of compound returns for retirement. So before you do any kind of college plan, you've got to be maxing out your 401K. And that's 17000 bucks right now. Okay. And so, that, that's a lot of money for a lot of people. Right. And so you assume that if you're making at least – to get that level, you're probably doing at least 10% of pay, right? So that's okay. a pretty high income. Um, and, and that's the best thing because if you have a dollar that goes into the 401K, the, the whole dollar goes to work. But if you have $1 to take home, you only have $0.65 cents left over to invest in something else. And if somebody is pitching you life insurance as an investment – Guess what? If you have that $0.65, cents, you've got to get a 55% rate of return to get that to just equal the $1 that just went into your 401k. So life, life insurance people often use the sell strategy and say that, well, if the money's put away into a life insurance or retirement accounts or inside your you know, home equity, sure. it's not available to pay, pay for financial aid. So that's fine. But the issue is that that doesn't work for most Americans. Because most Americans, if they're you know, able to save that amount of money into their 401k and they're that level of income, they're probably not going to qualify for financial aid anyway. So then really the question becomes, is life insurance a good investment? And I've not seen this work out because what happens is people go buy this variable life insurance where you have life insurance and then inside the life insurance looks like mutual funds. Mm-hmm. And they say that, well, this is going to grow, and it's going to grow tax-deferred, and you can draw on it tax-free by taking out your cost basis first and then loans, tax-free loans later, that it's paid off by your death benefit when you die. The problem is, is that they sell these things on 7 8% rates of return on one side of the, the, the ledger, the sales ledger that you're showing you. Yeah. On the other side of the ledger, it says if the insurance company jacks the mortality rates up to the highest level possible, here's what's going to happen. And also, the market doesn't just go up straight 6 7 8%. It varies. And so a lot of times the fees have been jacked up, the, the, the expenses have gone up, and the returns have not been good. So people find themselves having to fund more money into these things than they, were, they wanted to in the beginning, and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. You know, life insurance is life insurance. It's not an investment. The only time this really works is if you're like, you know, top 1% of the population, you've maxed out your 401k, you've done all your Roth IRA options, you've got, you know, several years worth of income saved up in taxable investments like stocks and, you know, ETFs and funds outside of your 401k, and you're still looking for extra ways to save money at, you know, a level of like 20000 to $40,000 a year more, then maybe it can kind of work, but... It's, you know, what is that, 1-2% of the population? 
And Chad, let's just be honest. You know, life insurance isn't an investment, and people that get into the life insurance business, they see what they want to see, and they show you what they want to show you, but just think about it. Like, investments are investments. Insurance should be insurance. Like, I don't know one financial planner. I don't know one financial expert who thinks variable universal life or equity indexed annuities are good ideas. Right. It's it's the issue of, you know, are they giving you fee-based, unbiased advice, acting as a fiduciary? And you can ask them, are you a fiduciary? If they work for a big brokerage firm or they do, um, you know, have to sell you an insurance product or an annuity to get paid, they are not a fiduciary. And that's somebody that's acting in your best interest rather than yours. So uh, it's ra- not a good idea to ask a financial person, do you know anything about 18th uh, century Byzantine art? <laughs> Is it a good idea to ask about that? Yeah. Your fiduciary, they have to say, no, I don't know about that. You should consult somebody that does. I, I can't even find Byzantine on a map, just so you know. Yeah, it makes two of us. There you go. Anything else we need to know, Mr. Burton? Um, no, it's, you know, one of the things that um, I could – we can talk about some college later in terms of good websites that I can give you to help people prep for college. But Quickly, quickly, do it. Okay, well, there's, there's collegeboard.com. Um, there are, you know, savingforcollege.com if you want to look at 529 plans, which is a tax-free way to save for college. And we can do this in another segment because there's a lot, lot of other ones I could give you. But you've got to realize that if you start saving money and your kid's too old, you could be hurting their chances to qualify for financial aid. So be aware of what those rules are because if you have a home equity line of credit, you might be better paying that offer down than saving money for college and screwing up some financial aid capabilities. Gotcha. Thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. It's CFP Chad Burton. If you want to discuss this topic or find him on the web, uh, it's pretty easy to do. Uh, ChadBurton.com, NewFocusFinancial.com. It's NewFocusFinancial.com. Lay, lady, lay. Remember that horrible song? Me too. Um, Why do I bring it up? Because I want to talk about ladies and single women, newly single women, and financial tips, divorces and or life transitions and or realizing that your spouse ain't going to provide for you like you thought they were or they're just a big money hound or what have you. You know, before divorce occurs, women need to learn a lot of phrases. I think the phrase that we start with is lower income. We'll talk about women and money when we come off the break. This applies to all people, especially men who want to understand women. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back. Again, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. I'm going to go out and buy a pair of running shoes later today. One thing I believe in is protecting my knee. My knees. I was able to get this far in life without any major surgery or reconstructive surgery. Um... I want to be healthy in retirement. It's one of the few things that you should consider a retirement plan that you don't really consider a retirement plan. 
the longer you stay healthy, the less your costs are in retirement. With insurance, invest in what you can't afford to lose. No, no, no. Insure what you can't afford to lose. You don't want annuities. Annuities are okay if you're retired and you're using a company called Emeritus, Vanguard, or Fidelity. Any other annuity company I don't believe in. When interest rates are high, you can go for a fixed annuity, but interest rates aren't high. You want a low-cost, no-commission You don't want to buy insurance products through an insurance agent. I use Geico and USAA for my insurance. Two best insurance companies in the world, in my opinion. Um, Every time I call Geico, I speak to a different representative. They're all kind and well-trained. Warren Buffett bought Geico. If it's good enough for Warren Buffett, it's good enough for me. My dad was in the military, so I get to use USAA insurance. And investment solutions, they're fantastic. In retirement, if you want 20% of your income to go into an annuity, use Emeritus. They are a kick-butt company that goes for low costs. I don't like insurance salespeople. I'm sorry to say it, but I don't. I think they have a place, yes, absolutely, but not in my financial world. So, if you need them, mm, I don't feel so good for you. A couple things that I want to talk about. Women. Newly single women. I love you. I love women. Man may have made the world, but women civilized and refined it. I know that to be true. Within a marriage, a man and a woman's financial circumstances are generally pretty much equal. But if a divorce occurs, the woman's situation tends to be somewhat more challenging than that of her ex-spouse. I have a big, fat income. No one's going to match my income. Melissa Mayer, Marissa Meyer from Yahoo, maybe, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, some other, yeah, okay, fine. But the point being is that In divorce, it gets kind of choppy and it gets kind of ugly. And it's a major life transition. Whether, like for instance, I started my company uh, and I was dating a woman, Juliet. And I've told this story many, 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 many times. We both started companies and I went on to be wildly successful and she's in Atlanta. (laughs) Need I say more? Um... No, the point being is it didn't end like we wanted it to. At one point in time, we probably thought we were going to get married, and we didn't. So there was a life transition. I so badly wanted to move to California. So in this transition time, it's good to have a good financial head because emotionally you're you're a wreck. Women a lot of times in divorce, and this is not so much a California thing, But I've seen it in California. Women sometimes go for the real estate. They want to keep the kids in the same school district. So women, first thing you have to know is that when you split from a male, typically you're going to have lower income. Why do I say that? The average woman's family income drops by 37% after divorce. That's the average. 
37%. In many cases, divorce exasperates a situation in which women were already trailing men in earnings. In fact, women still only earn 77 cents for each dollar earned by a man. It's man's world. Women, another phrase that I want you to like lock into your head is smaller retirement accounts. The average balance on women's defined contribution plans, like 401ks, is only 60% of men's averages. Of course, averages are just that, averages. But whether you recognize yourself as above or below that number, you have to understand that. When splitting from a male, when ending a relationship, know that you're going to need an emergency fund. You need anywhere between six months to a year of living expenses in a liquid account so that you don't dip into those long-term, i.e., retirement accounts. There's always going to be unexpected costs, car repairs, maybe a new furnace, maybe a large medical bill. Maybe you do a little surgery that involves silicon. It's silicone, silicone, silicone. I'm putting a metal in my chest. Silicone, silicon, silicone. I live in Silicon Valley, also known as L.A. I live in Silicon Valley, known as the Bay Area. So in time of divorce, max out your contributions to your retirement accounts. Do it first. Even if you're going to get some of your spouse's retirement funds, you need to take advantage of your own savings. 15% of every dollar you earn needs to go to your 401k, your 403b, your 457, your IRA, whatever retirement vehicle you have. You need to rebalance your investment portfolio. Investing for yourself is different than investing with as a couple. Your risk tolerance may be higher and or lower. Your time frame may be longer. Since I like to marry young women, I refer to the it's the male's eight marriage plan. When you're 20, you marry someone who's 20. When you're 25, you marry someone who's 20. When you're 30 as a man, you marry someone who's 25. When you're 35, you marry someone who's 25. When you're 40, you go back to 20 just to say you could do it. And then after that, you stay above 25 forevermore. So eight wives in a 40-year time frame. It's the five-year downgrade plan. But understand that when I divorce that 20-year-old and I'm 40, She's got 40 years left till retirement. I only have 20. So the time frames are different. My bottom line conversation here is that above all else, when you do get a divorce, when things don't end the way you want them to in a relationship, a long-term relationship, talk with someone like me who knows money. It could be your financial advisor. It could be a lot of things. I would be cautious on any debt after the age of 25. In particular, if you're not the higher income earner of a couple, be very cautious of debt. I started off by saying oftentimes women go for the house in retirement or in divorce. A million dollars in a house versus a million dollars in a retirement account, it's a lot tougher to get a million dollars in a retirement account. Keep in mind, when you're retired, when you stop working, you can come live with me as part of my five-year downgrade plan. Or you can live with your sister. Or you can live 
uh, somewhere else. It doesn't have to be written in stone that you have your house paid for. You could rent. But in retirement, when you go to go on vacation or when you go to pay for medical expense or when you go to do something, you have to have cash. You have to have money. So get rid of the debt. If you've got five-figure debt, you're in trouble. If you've got six-figure debt, you've got a problem. <sighs> i got hippies living in my basement. i got single women living in my basement. i got all sorts in my basement. Student loan debt. That's a big one in your 20s. But we won't get into that right here, right now. So if you do have debt, you have to start paying it down immediately with a second job and or a budget. I know I say this basically to the point of being green in the face, blue in the face, red in the face. But you have to have a budget. And if you don't, you have to start one. If you have an account with a brokerage firm, a lot of them have budgeting software now. Chad Burton, New Focus Financial, they've got something called the Vault, which is pretty cool. It tracks everything in your life. It's kind of like a mint.com on steroids. I like mint.com, and I also like steroids. You going to watch the Yankees collapse tonight? Man, if they do, if they don't get a lot of hits tonight, it's just the, te- the, the, the look of doom. There is nothing better than someone else's misery, right? Like when you're at the dental office and you hear that drill going, and you basically know someone's just getting train wrecked in the other room. You're like, thank God it's not me. I used to have a motorcycle, and I'd, I'd walk around with my helmet. You know, like you go into a store, you bring your helmet with you. And people would be like, I had an uncle who lost a leg on a motorcycle. Like everyone wants to talk to the guy with the motorcycle helmet and tell him stories about dismemberment. Ah, uh, We love misery. As a nation... As long as it's not us feeling pain, we don't mind it in any way, shape, or form. Anyhow, and anyway, pick up the phone. Give me a call, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Intel and IBM going to report numbers tonight. Had a good recovery bounce. Do you sell into strength? Or do you go, you know what? This is a company that's going to make semiconductors for years and years and years to go. Come. I don't know. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome back again. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? You tell me. Amazon.com said this morning they plan to hire 50,000 seasonal employees at its fulfillment centers around the United States. Trying to manage the increased volume expected for the coming holiday season. I love Amazon. You know why? Because I don't have to talk to people. I've learned that I'm a bit of a loner in life, and I'm comfortable with it. Happiest day of my life was when gasoline stations started taking pay at the pump. I no longer had to go in the store and the clerk and talk to the person inside. I know you're saying, good God, man, you're old. Pay at the pump's been around since I was... I know, it wasn't always... You used to have to go in the gas station, ladies and gentlemen. I know. I am older than dirt. Dirt's not that old. 
paintings by famous modern artists disappeared from an exhibition in Netherlands in a pre-dawn art heist today. What's up with uh, the Netherlands museums? Like, it's the easiest place in the world to steal art from. Seven works of considerable value disappeared, including an Andy Warhol, Claude Monet, Vincent van Gogh, and Pablo Picasso. With that said, art is an asset. Stocks, bonds, real estate, and then you get into commodities, art. What's interesting to note about the Monet, the Vorhall, the Van Gogh, the Pablo Picasso, is that they're all dead. They can't make more art. Supply and demand. Basic Economics 101. Initial investigation showed the burglar was well prepared. Good word, burglar. What's up with a hamburger, by the way? Robble, robble, robble. Who steals hamburgers? Right? And the Grimace. Don't even get me started on that. The only thing more upsetting than the Grimace was, was Mr. Snuffleupagus, who I hear is going to be at the debate tonight. So the alarm went off shortly after 3 a.m. That alerted the exhibition's hall's private security detail. Security staffers arrived by car. Why don't you have security actually on scene of said paintings? This collection's taken 20 years to assemble. It includes more than 150 works of modern art. By the way, I prefer the San Jose Museum of Modern Art versus the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Because for someone like me, there's value in the smaller of the two. Vikram Pandit resigns in a Citigroup shakeup. Microsoft is gunning for the iPad with a $599 Surface tablet. It's funny, shares of Apple actually went up after Microsoft announced their tablet pricing today. Beyonce is performing at the Super Bowl halftime show. Skewing, I guess, a little bit younger, right? The Black Eyed Peas were a younger-ish type of band. But good God, they've had some decrepit old people. Madonna, The Who, Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, Prince. So this year, it's kind of a happy medium. Not teeny bopper-esque like Black Eyed Peas. A little bit more modern and hip than Tom Petty, who I honestly think is 200 years old. Tom Petty's now getting old enough to be the wise old person in movies. So when Neo needs to go get advice from an old person who's posing as God, he can now go to Tom Petty. I know you're saying, Neo? Yeah. Uh, what else do we have out there today? Okay, I hit, I hit that. Shocker at Citigroup. Markets are huge today. El Gigante movement. Grande. El Stocco exchanges. SP 500 is up 11, NASDAQ up 21, Dow up 118. But it's the conviction as the day has gone on, it's, it's kind of blown straight up. Microsoft Surface Tablet, is there any other device in the world that you want less? How many children are going to go up to Santa Claus this year and say, Santa Claus? I want a Surface Tablet for Christmas. Like, if you're a parent and you get your kid a Surface tablet, that's almost child abuse in this day and age. There's an article today in the New York Times talking about how Blackberries are, like, 
shameful devices. People feel guilt. They like they don't bring them out at parties because they're embarrassed. Parents, children, there's no Santa Claus. Parents, don't get your kids a Microsoft Surface tablet for Christmas. You're going to ruin them. Canada is weighing an anti-bullying strategy after suicide of teen who posted a heartbreaking video of her ordeal. Parents, if your kids are bullies, stop it. Beat them around a little bit. Instill some discipline so they can go out and beat up little children. No, 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 no. Teach them to love and accept. Bullying should not be tolerated in our society in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the end of the world has been postponed a little bit. Stock market's up. Check in next week as we have the end of the world update. Keep in mind the market was down like seven days in a row, so people are starting to freak out. Facebook's been named the most valuable brand in the world. How do you feel about that? Should you borrow from your retirement plan? Never. Your retirement plan's your retirement plan. Should you retire? Should you draw from your retirement plan so you can go to Vegas? Maybe. No, that's not good advice. You're listening to me, Rob Black, or Rob Black and your money, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. You can find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. You can find me at YouTube, Rob Black Show. You can find me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Why do you hate Rob Black? Well, it's obvious. You know what? I ask people to make a YouTube video of telling me how much they love me because I need it for purposes of business development. Just something gushing, you know, like Rob Black cured my hemorrhoids or Rob Black uh, saved my marriage or Rob Black told me how to make a lot of money, and I did. I asked people to make me a YouTube video, and you know how many people did? None. So you know what? I'm not talking to you now. I'm turning the microphone off. Rob Black, any money? Wall Street Business Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.